What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. And this is episode five of the newly named podcast, Bottom Sprocket. Today, we are talking about our dream motorcycles. This is something that's always a lot of fun because even if you just got a new motorcycle, give yourself five minutes on Craigslist and you're going to have a bunch of posters for other bikes that you want in the background, which uh, today we have the over there. It's the uh, the garage tree palm or the garage palm tree behind yeah, us with all the rakes. Garage. That green one is sick. That's an awesome rake. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good rake. So we are going to be going over our dream bikes today, and then we are going to be asking the Discord boys about theirs. And then once we're done asking them about their dream bikes, we are then going to roast their motorcycles, which we're should be a both? lot. Of, we're doing both. Oh boy! <laughs> it should be nice and fun. That going through uh, the dream bikes is going to go fast, but. Uh, we are going to be returning to the meme contest, I believe, next week. Kind of depends on what's going on with MotoGP. So if you're in Austin, you should you should go to MotoGP this coming weekend. So with that being said, let's dive into our dream motorcycles. Did you guys notice the uh, the new updated uh, intro? Yeah, you may you may have seen that on the last one, but uh, that was actually made for us by one of the guys in the Discord, Shoe Bill Stonk. Uh, and it's awesome and I really appreciate it. Um, just wanted to give him a shout out. I believe a link will be down in the description below if you need yourself some graphic design work. And with that being said, who wants to give us their dream motorcycle first? I want to know Whitney's. Oh, come oh on, you're on Josh. the spot now. Yep. Come on, Josh. I'm Cut in the out of the gate. identity crisis. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's where I'm going to start. Here we go. I... I could sell both my bikes right now. For a Pan America or an MT-09 SP? Probably an XSR, brand new XSR 900. Ooh, okay. Riding the MT-09 SP, Ben's MT-09, going over the, um, uh, going from 183 to 35 North, there's that crazy brand new stretch, just yeah. a big, long sweeper. Man. That auto blip? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I came back and looked at my bikes disgusted. <laughs> like the quick shifter on the Spart is hilarious. Compared to that, it's yeah. hilarious. It's I terrible. don't even use it. Mm-hmm. Um The BMW's sitting over there with a sad a flat tire. Flat tire from a renter. I love that bike. I loved it way more than I thought I would. I loved it for a long time, but I, I'm having a crisis. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we rode Harley's the other day and we're ripping it. Yeah. And it's fun. Mm -hmm. So Josh, I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore. So how <laughs> wow. am I supposed to answer this question? Yeah, that's a tough one. If you can't remember who you are, uh, <laughs> So you like the MTO nine, but you don't like the looks of it. So you want the XSR nine hundred, right? Yes. Okay. I I think I think it's safe to say that that's probably going to be the bike that I buy. I think that's like you coming full circle too, because <laughs> you had the old XSR and you enjoyed it. You rode the crap out of it, and now you're like you you Wait, need they that made it like better. They fixed it. They made it. They made it rideable. Oh, and it's affordable. <laughs> mm hmm. That's where I'm at. Isn't it like, isn't the XSR 900 like 11.5 or something like that? The new one? Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's like 11 grand, something yeah. like that. I think Damn. you're close, yeah. 
Yeah, we, we've gone through two so far this year. Um, that rear seat, they need to do so, like a cowl. They need to add something back there because it's weird and blocky in the back. Other than that, gorgeous. I'm kind of surprised it doesn't ship with the cowl because I know you could get one for the old XSR, but I don't know if it was a factory cowl or not. It's just like that big bench, and in the back it looks like there's a black milk crate around the back end of the seat so that you can still have mm. a passenger seat. Um, mm. I'm sure, you know, it's a Yamaha. There's going to be so many aftermarket modifications to get the the tail look that you want. It's just a little bit weird and stumpy to me when I saw it in person. Um, but I think that's absolutely hilarious how you're back to an XSR 900. <laughs> Josh, what's your, what's your dream bike? Come on. I feel like I already know though. Nope. You couldn't get, I, I'll give you, I'll give you three guesses and you won't get it. All right, you go first. I'll go, and then we'll. we'll... What's that? What's that brand new KTM that they just got in that they make? <laughs> oh, the four RC8C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, definitely okay. not. Yeah. Okay, my guess is going to be a uh, GSX or the Jixer Thou GT, the Jix oh. the Jixus Thou GT. Okay, interesting. No, but interesting guess. Okay. Oh wait. Uh, can I go one more time? Yeah, one yeah. More. Please, please. I don't have another one. <laughs> okay. Uh, a KT. No. A uh, Yamaha. Because you guys sell them. Four fifty. No, you guys are living in the real world. This is dream world. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, go with yeah, like. What's... I'm gonna go with some like fifty thousand dollar MV Augusta. I think oh. I, I don't necessarily think I'd want the Rush one thousand because I don't always love leader bikes but uh, an envy agusta with around 700 800 cc's uh i probably would go like brutality or dragster instead of the f3 or an old f4 or something all right, i just all right. love them i we're in dream world so they don't break down and they're just so beautiful and ridiculous to ride that I still remember riding the uh, Brutale 800 RC. Did you ride that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Is that, that the one, one we rode? Mm -hmm. No. I thought it was the Dragster. Yeah, it was the Dragster 800 RC. Oh, okay. I think this was like Brutale, <laughs> Dragster, whatever. Yeah, um, very small differences between the two. It's like wheels or something. I don't know. The, but exactly. it was like an MT-09 with 150 horsepower. Yeah, it dude, was you, were, you were giggling behind me. You're like, right. don't shift it. Don't shift it. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? And I was like, no, dude. Oh, they're so lightweight too. And they fit me really well. They're pretty, they're kind of small framed bikes. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Remember Bob had that one for sale for a long time. I really remember yeah. buying that bike. I think mine is, so I'm going to go weird with this one. Please. And I think some of the Discord boys will already know what I'm talking about. It is the Yamaha MT-01. Mm, it's nice. That one is my white whale. So um, the Yamaha MT-01, for those of you who don't know, was a bike made by Yamaha in the early 2000s, kind of like 2006-ish era, same as the Hornet. It is a oh. uh, naked bike that weighs 550, maybe like 600 pounds. Um, inside this motorcycle, you have a V-twin, air-cooled, five gears, 16 or 1900 cc's. 
gigantic engine, <laughs> absolutely gigantic engine. And it makes like 95 horsepower and 115 foot pounds of torque. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely busted. So what Yamaha did is they took the warrior engine. So they had, the, they had this uh, cruiser called the warrior and they put that engine into yeah. Dasco, uh, 589 pounds, fully fueled Fuck me. That is a heavy motorcycle. Jesus Christ. Um, so what they did is they took the, uh, warrior engine and, um, 1700 CCs. Yeah. It's a big boy. Uh, and they were like, let's take that and put an R1 suspension on it and 17s. And then they just kind of built a bike around it. And then they just decided to not sell it in the States. They just didn't sell them in America. But the thing is, is you can get them for like five grand in Canada and then import them. I smell a road trip. I know. I really, I really want to import one. Um, That's kind of my white whale right now uh, in terms of bikes. I really like the looks. I love the sound. I love how stupid it is because it's really brain dead stupid. Uh, we're talking room temperature IQ right here, <laughs> but I just want it. You know, they look so cool. You want what you want, man. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I I pulled one up. I've I've never seen that before. Because uh, they never it, sold it. I don't know what possessed Yamaha to not sell it here. Honestly, here's what I'm thinking. Didn't Harley Davidson lobby for legislation that had a CC limit on imported bikes? So like, if you're over was it 1400 cc's or something like that it was just 750 mm-hmm. mm, okay i just remember yeah that they did that as an you know health so that was in the 80s like 1987 i think they did that Nin- maybe 1984 R- really early reagan era um they did that to stop honda with their cb uh 750 from eating harley's lunch and that's Damn. basically what stopped them from having to compete. They uh, basically, what it did was it increased the tariffs on the bikes. And as anybody who understands what tariffs do, they basically just make it more expensive for you to buy something. So uh, tariffs increased price to you, meaning that the CB was now as expensive as a Harley Davidson for the same specs. Right. And that's why nowadays we live in a world where Harley Davidson charges as much as they do. Uh, That's why they, that's why Harley's in the situation they're in is because they dug their grave in the Uh, eighties. Fortnite has a great video about it. Yeah. They didn't want a competitive landscape here and they got it and they didn't have to change forever. (laughs) But I wonder if that had anything to do with why Yamaha didn't bring that bike in because it was two cylinders and 1700 CCs. And if it would have, made it crazy expensive and then like inline fours got an exception kind of like in racing where you get more displacement for fewer cylinders i, I don't know i have no idea. so i don't know when those tariffs uh were eliminated but um so dasco here is saying they didn't bring the mto1 to the usa because they would have been fighting against the xr1200 the thing is is the xr1200 wasn't a particularly competitive bike in the first place and they only made it for a couple of years so i'd basically be like no i think they just thought it wasn't gonna sell 
for whatever reason. I think it was just too niche. And it only it only ran for like four years. But with that, let's hop over to the Discord and see what their dream bikes are. Uh, we've got a handful sitting in the pipe. And if you are out there in Discord land and you want to have us uh, react to your dream bikes, uh, go ahead and send me a... Uh, uh, send me a DM and we'll dive on in. Uh, give me one second here so that I can mute my Discord because it's making making noise. All right, let's dive on with Bonsai Scheme. This is a man after your own heart, Josh. Uh, Dream Bike is an MV Agusta 4F because it has mm-hmm. the classic Timberini styling. Tam- Tamburini? Burini. Melty monster energy drink styling. Is that Tam- what he means? Tamburini <laughs> styling sounds amazing. And I would love, and, and I would never buy one. So yeah. I think that's the like MV curse is everybody has a picture of an MV Augusta somewhere on their wall, but they just, they never end up buying one. And then the, like, there's like weird eccentric people who do buy MVs. Do you, have you seen one out in the wild? I don't think I've ever seen one in the wild. I have been on a ride with one guy one time on an MV Agusta. One time. And I've never seen him again. And on that one he ride. He floated into the sky, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, on that one ride, his MV had nothing but electrical problems. And we had to pull over oh. and work on this bike on the side of the road because it was just, it like would not run right. Well, well, good news for all of us hoping to one day have MVs. KTM is going to distribute them in North America, which <laughs> should be awesome. It means I'll have them at the dealership. Everywhere that has a KTM dealership should have MVs on the floor. That would be super cool. I, I assume the service uh, network will follow as well with the dealer cert, uh, network. But yeah, that, that would be all. If they got KTM's network and had MVs in all of those dealerships, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting that um, the Kiska Group owns KTM, Husky, Gas, Gas, and MV Agusta. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I went to AIM Expo, all four of those booths were gigantic. Um, and uh, MV had, they had Brutales there. They had the um, the Super Veloce, the like super, super limited one. Um, it's going to be really weird to see those next to KTM's. Because KTMs are built for riders and MV Agustas are built for people who want to show off their motorcycle. Like, do you know what MV's tagline is? No. It's uh, motorcycle art or like making making motorcycle art or so- something. Like- it's like three words, motorcycle art. All right. So all of their bikes look really kind of odd because they're trying to make them be these art pieces. And, and so it's are. like. Yeah, they and they're beautiful. Uh, but I feel like they would stand out next to KTM. I feel like people who are looking for MV Agusta are going to go wherever they're being sold. I think yeah. to us it might be weird, but if you were like laser vision in on one, you're like, give me that. Well, next to like the dirt bikes, I get it; they're going to be weird. But like the Dukes, like Super Duke has extremely aggressive styling. It's just very different than Envy's approach to styling. Right. It's very angular and modern and bug like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, all of the Dukes. We have like a 890 RGP edition, and it's like got all this crazy styling. It, it looks wilder than most of the things on the showroom. Um, 
what I'm looking for from MV being owned by the Kiske Group is what does that do for the dealer, the dealer network, obviously the service network, and then reliability. Right. Because when you think reliability, you don't necessarily think KTM. They've gotten a lot better, like right. a lot better. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, you're dealing with the KTM company owning an Italian company. <laughs> That's like rolling a snake eyes on reliability, at least For in real. most people's uh, opinions generally. When is this slated to happen? Oh, they already own them. Oh. Yeah, they, they already own them. So they're, I don't know when the transition is going to happen, but it's coming down the pipe. How do you feel about like acquiring brand after brand after brand after brand? Kinda I'm like wadding them all up. I'm okay with it to an extent. Like to give you an idea. So, um, Piaggio Group owns Vespa, they own Aprilia, and they own MV Agusta. The only reason, well, there's probably, this this probably isn't entirely true, but from my outside looking in, one of the only reasons the MV, or not the MV, the Moto Guzzi V100 Mandelo is as good as it is, is because there's a lot of parity between Aprilia and Moto Guzzi. And you see this also with... Um, Volkswagen owning Lamborghini. Lamborghinis are getting better now. Sure. Uh, even all the way down to Ducati. All of that stuff is filtering down from VW to, Duc to, to Ducati. So there are some benefits. There are also some negatives. You don't want mega corporations owning everything. You know? Yep. Totally agree. Uh, so let's move on to the next oh, yeah. oh, that's dream right. bike. We we've, got, we've gotten on a complete tangent here. Uh, full metal Corgi. I don't really have a dream bike. I just dream for an unlimited funding and a well-stocked machine shop so I can build whatever dumb idea pops into my head. That's the dream. Yeah. That's the dream. That's a good dream. This dude is just straight up committed to never buying another motorcycle. He just wants to build all of his own off of these weird, I don't know if goofy he's on concepts. the stream, but does he, he's got a weld, chop and weld his own stuff, right? If he's making oh, EV bikes out of I'm everything. sure he does. Corgi, you if you're out there, tell us tell us like what you it, real quick, tell us what you did to make that KZ EV cuz it looks like there was not only a ton of electrical work, but you had to modify that frame at least a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cutting into the tank and stuff like that. Uh, like fabbing is so cool to me and I really want to do it. What scares me is trying to venture into the geometries that make a bike what it is yes i feel the same exact way yeah i'm like well i don't like these forks i want higher performance <laughs> forks well i don't want to ruin the bike just because i want to put gold forks on the bike <laughs> i think i think that as long as you're not dealing with the like rake of the bike you can drop forks in pretty easily for most well, bikes well what kind of forks I feel like I, cause I've read only about like chopper mm -hmm. modification and you're, yeah, bye. That shit doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter so, at that point. <laughs> so I can't imagine, I feel like you, you would have to be more calculated, more cautious, and more dialed in if you were trying to use performance forks. Unless you're just doing simple, you're not doing like crazy, wacky, over the top. Builds. I mean, as long as your forks are the same length, you're not really altering the geometry. Definitely. But they, you know, the amount of weight and force and the 
how it how it handles different loads at different lengths in the Ford. I, I don't know. I just assume it's it's just a case of I don't I don't know what I don't know. We're just yeah, we don't we've never done it, so we're scared to do it. So Jake yeah. Smith, he built uh, he's chopped out a couple of bikes. He's got a couple of builds that he's put together. Fork swaps aren't that hard. You just swap the stem. All right. So that makes me feel um, better. Yeah, I don't think it's all that. And your SV has Jixer forks, doesn't it, Josh? No, my old one did. Ah, uh, it was the old one. Yeah, didn't do How it. How did it feel? It felt good. It felt really fine. I mean, I like it. it actually felt probably better than this one does. Um, I talked to to Jen Dunstan about her SV journey. And she is anti putting jigs or forks on the SVs and she's raced them. She thinks hmm. they get too stiff that way. But, um, I don't know. Like I like, I like the stock setup on this, but there are definitely some times where it feels just squishy and old and mm-hmm. I've rebuilt them. The springs are all new. It's just the way it's supposed to feel. Uh, but on the road, it feels pretty fine. I don't know. I wouldn't complain about it. It doesn't feel super sporty though. Yeah. But I mean that, that as long as it feels fine, then, you know, it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know? totally agree. Uh, Chemical. He has, this one I see often quoted as a dream bike, the Honda CBX 1000, the uh, insane six-cylinder death machine from the late 70s, early 80s. It looks great, and it makes the best sound in the world. Dude, there was a mint one for sale not very far from here, and it wasn't very expensive. You can find them now. You can kind of, people are, people are selling them. So you want to know what's really fun about this motorcycle? What's really, really fun? Sounds like an F1 car. Well, yeah, there's it that. Six but carburetors. It has six carburetors. <laughs> Josh, do you know how to get to the carburetors oh, on God. the CBX tell 1000? I, I don't know. Split the frame in half. I take the know. engine out. Oh. You have to take the engine out to get to All the right. carburetor. No. And you need a crane to remove the engine. <laughs> yeah. It's uh you got it you gotta you gotta take the engine out. So that's fun. <laughs> or at least you have to drop the front end of the engine so it tilts forward. It's it's not it's a nightmare. But that as long like as it time. as long as it works, then you're fine. If it starts and works and goes don't f- with it. Just ride it. But otherwise, <laughs> enjoy. Oh, what a nightmare. I was working on my carbs. Guess what? I decided I'm going to order some new carbs. <laughs> 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 what happened? Oh, we don't have to get into it, but. Yeah, this, there's just some stuff that won't turn that's supposed to turn. And <laughs> a few things that are stripped that don't need to be stripped. And uh, I don't want to deal with it. That's carb life for you right there. Especially old ones. Yeah. So Dasco here, uh, a guy of simple tastes. What I would really love is a two-bike garage, something fun and sporty with decent ergos, a bit like the style of the XSR 700 for riding solo or with a uh, or one up with a or one up solo or one up. Those are the same thing. I'm assuming he means two up, and then a bigger bike with a sidecar for riding with my dog. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe something like a Bonnie Speed Twin R9T hooked up with one of those Westonian sidecars, lighter and better handling than a Ural, but not taking myself too seriously. So you know what kind of surprised me was how 
not horrible the handling was on the Harley trike. It makes Oh, did you ride one? Yeah. I kind of wanted to. I was like, ooh, all right. Why not? It kind of makes me think that the Ural is just crap. A thousand years old? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because the Ural, like you go down the road and it throws a freaking tank slapper. Oh, yeah. But I'm also wondering if that's because the handlebars like not in the center between the drive wheels. It's on one side. But the Harley wasn't that bad. And I'm sure that you could like modify it so that your dog's like sitting behind you in the trunk. And he's just like, you know, peering over your shoulder and stuff. But it's also thirty-five grand. I'm not sure about Oh yikes. It's a big boy. Whoa. Mm-hmm. All that for an extra wheel. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, they've they've got a um one at Pike Peak Pikes Peak Indian here in Colorado Springs that they built and they're selling for like fifty-five grand because oh, Indian doesn't make tracks. And so they built one and they Jesus. think that someone's gonna buy it for that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I saw somebody though with a, there's a reel that a dude was on a Grom and had like a sidecar that he built with his great Dane sitting on it. Oh man, that looked like a sweet little setup. That must've been a pretty decently sized sidecar. Yeah. It was like totally open. Yeah. It was just like a platform wheel and then a bar that kind of went around the back that he could hook the dog's leash behind him. Uh, Then he had like, I think they might've had something up in front of him and he has goggles on stuff. But How did he totally go anywhere? <laughs> I don't Very know. That's, that's a heavy dog. <laughs> it's a heavy dog and it only makes nine horsepower. <laughs> yeah. The dog probably makes more horsepower than the Grom does. Nick says, yeah, that's Waffles the Dane. Oh, Waffle. There you go. Well, it's got to be as fast as a Euro, though. I mean, that thing's got more tractor to it than motorcycle. I think that the Euro can at least go like 75 miles an hour if you have a death wish. Grom no. can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I had no idea it would go that fast. That's ridiculous. I can't wait to see you ride one out of the woods. <laughs> I'm still Dude, waiting on that so project. I'm still working on it. Uh, all right. China Shite Bike Boy. My dream bike would be the 1992 Honda NR750. Yeah. One, it's an awesome piece of motorcycle racing history with only 300 total made. And secondly, who would ever get tired of owning a motorcycle that has oval-shaped pistons? You, the second you have to service it. <laughs> Those NRs are so weird. They're so wild. So... If I'm if I remember correctly, the NR has uh, oval shaped pistons because they were like getting ready to make a V8 or something like that. Boy. Whoa, that's a chunky motorcycle. And it's it's eight it's eight valves per cylinder. Oh, come on, man. What? <laughs> it's eight valves per cylinder. How many? Four cylinders. Well, how oh, so four intakes, four exhausts? Mm-hmm. Per cylinder. The pi- yeah, the pistons are like that. Per cylinder. Per cylinder. The NR's nuts. Um, it's cute, though. Geez. Look at that. That's cute. Mm-hmm. That's that a chunky boy. That was like the era wow, of the Desmo cool. Sedici double R. That's a cool bike. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet bike. You oh. still have you ridden the RC fifty one yet? No, I need to. Isn't it? I think it's still there. It's still there. I gotta. I gotta go ride that. Yeah. Yeah, that that motor was nuts. That that's the Honda that I missed. That's when Honda would just I like talk about what happened to racing Hondas. What happened? It's like everybody's bitching about how much the current uh, GP one sucks, mm-hmm. Dick. 
What happened? Honda ran out of cocaine and they got sober. They just got bored and old and fat. I guess. Stop making cute, chunky motorcycles. Literally. So it's perfect because there's that um, gif of Elmo putting his face in flour like it's cocaine. That's literally the big red that I want from they need the days. That. We need we need that like just cocaine huffing big red. They back. don't make any bikes, uh, street bikes that appeal to me. Mm-mm, not a one. They look boring and lame and machined and I, I still like Honda. I still like Honda a lot. I like the CBs. I think they look really good. I think they could have Don't get me started on that. <laughs> They're fine. The the Hornet is is interesting. I really want to see what it's all about, but I think it's going to be pretty cold and clinical. Yeah, right? That's yeah. that's my worry is that it's going to be a little cold and clinical. All right, Corey I'll... said I weld and do machining. Uh, the KZEV is a 1981 KZ with an O2 ZX7R swing arm and an R1 shock. See, that would be cool to do stuff like that, to mm-hmm. have it all come together in your garage. How long did it take you, Corgi? How long did yeah, it take you? How long you? did it take you? Uh, while we're waiting on him, let's move on to Quips and Guac. My dream bike would be a Vulcan Vicaro H2. I know Kawasaki will never make this motorcycle, but having a land missile with couch-like ergos is a very intriguing proposition. Is this a a non-existent bike, or is this something that they made? Yeah, so the Vicaro does exist, or Vicaro, Vicaro. um, Vicaro. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, I know the concourse exists, but let's be honest, a turboed bagger stock would be an absolute game changer. It's not turboed. It would be supercharged, baby. Um, so I would love to see that just because we need more like hyper cruisers, but that that's, that's the kind of ugly motorcycle that you put an inline four supercharged thing in and be like the fuck you want. Hmm? Sure. Yeah. You know, at that point, it doesn't matter if you're ugly because you can just stomp all over everybody. Uh, Corgi says, uh, I lost count. I'm sure (laughs) my wife hasn't. (laughs) All right, took him a long time. And he says it handles like ass. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that uh, I think that would be really cool. I really want to see a proper muscle cruiser from Japan now that the VMAX is gone. But that's just because I'm a weirdo and I like fast cruisers. Fast cruisers are fun. They really are. Yeah, dude. Well, the Rebel 1100 has that new cute little fairing on it perfect for you <laughs> i hate that thing so much it is really kind of silly that they put a bat wing on that bike yeah uh okay we've got naganud naganud yeah naganud dream bike at the moment is the street fighter v2 i haven't ridden one yet but i suspect it's much more manageable on the road than the v4 which i also haven't ridden uh also, as a new father, I have a newfound craving for the big, stupid adventure bike as well, despite having never ridden off-road. See, that it's just trendy. comes when you have a kid. It's trending, <laughs> but it's also like, man, yeah, you just want to get out there and explore. Mm-hmm. The um, You rode a V2, right? Uh, no, not, a not a Street Fighter V2, Fighter V2. but I have no, ridden their Panty V2. That's a great engine, and I really do think that the Street Fighter V2 would be an excellent naked bike. The only problem is it doesn't come with the wings. Oh. 
I want the wings. You can get some, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, you'll find you some. You get the little like carbon fiber stick on wings on the side. (laughs) Just because like I love how aggressive the Street Fighter looks. I know you hate the front end. You don't think it looks good. It looks like every day is upper body day, muscle guy with a teeny (laughs) ass bed. I asked like eight people, I was like, do you think this motorcycle looks pretty? And they're like, no, what's wrong with it? And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. If you put like a single round headlight or the Panigale next to it, Mm -hmm. they would be like, oh, that's what, you know. The the Panty is a really pretty motorcycle. But Josh, what do you, where do you stand? Ugly or no? On the V4? No. Well, the Street Fighter. <laughs> no, the I new think Street he likes Fighters. It. Oh, okay. Street Fighters. Oh, I like them a lot. Yeah, when the Street Fighter V2 came out, I was very hard eyeing that bike. Mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot. I like that motor a lot. I like I like Ducatis. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a great bike. I can't wait to ride one. And I think they're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, they're, they're such great looking bikes. And I think the reason that I like the idea of the V2 better is because it's the V-Twin and it's more torque first. You mm, want that yeah, out of a yeah. naked bike. I mean, the V4 is not a very torquey motorcycle. No. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a bummer. You'd think like V4 is supposed to be torque down low, horsepower up top, kind of like a triple. I'm a sport bike foreigner, and it was so crazy being on the V4S hitting, I think it was like between seven and 8,000 RPMs. And it's a completely different motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is strange. This is hard for me to wrap my very small brain around you know what i'm saying yeah uh but josh what makes you like the higher revving is it because it's just like gun it like you want to be up in that slingshot zone into the void or i don't know i don't really know what i like about it i just know i like it and i can't put a finger it's a on. monkey brain kind of thing that i just okay. like to hold on to it and let it go and close your eyes yes just go exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I couldn't tell you exactly what i like about it i mean i still enjoy torquey bikes i just feel like there's more anticipation and build up when it mm. like that you feel that power come on and you kind of wait for it a little bit. That's yeah. That's a different type of adrenaline experience. Yeah. If you're definitely. waiting for it, like you're already ringing it out, and you're just like waiting for that blast off moment. I'm a classic millennial, and I need instant gratification. Yes, so I need too. my torque down low. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like to have to shift down before you disappear. No. Yeah. That's fair. No, I. There's nothing more fun than like throwing it down two gears. And then just, dang, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't ride like that on the street or anything, of course. Oh, yeah, no. Josh no. Josh has never ridden like that on the street. Nope. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Shoebill Stonk. My dream bike has been the CF Moto 450SS, purely due to its style. I believe that the bike has a unique silhouette. It's also got winglets. And the 270-degree crank is a dream. I remember the 300. I love this one. I love this one. Yeah, because I looked up the 450. I was talking to uh, Andrew Shepard about a Ninja 400 and brought up this bike with him. And the 450 looks super good, better than the 300 SS, which is the one I had. I liked. I rode it a lot, but I had an issue with the front-end styling. The 450 looks a lot better. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going to crush it. With the red? Yep. That thing looks sweet. Look at the price on it, too. Good Lord. Holy cow. How much is it? 5500 
Dude, this yep. is gonna just this is gonna slap so hard. Dream bike, maybe that's that's within reach. And did he say it had the two hundred and seventy degree crank? Or is it like it he does. he hopes it has a set two hundred and seventy? Um, I don't know where that motor comes from, but I'm sure they bought it from somebody. Because <laughs> it's it's four hundred and fifty cc's, fifty horsepower, and twenty eight point eight foot pounds of torque. That's not bad that for a little four hundred and fifty cc bike. That's like Ninja Four. This is coming for the Ninja Four Hundred, man. Yep. Yeah, right. if you're not trying to go to the racetrack with it, you know, it has much more creature comforts. That's what I loved about the CF bikes when when you and I went, Whitney. These, I, yeah. I swear, CF Moto, they're they're coming correct. I'm I'm really I'm really hyped on these bikes. Uh, T Fitz is next. Dream bike, another CBX boy. So it it you hear about it a lot. It's one of those bikes that just because of the sound, I think. I think I fell it. asleep listening to one once. I was like just playing videos, conked <laughs> out. It was just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it literally sounds like an F1 car. Freaking wild. <clears throat> so Expecto Delito, my dream bike changes daily. <laughs> there are just that. too many cool I, bikes out there to that. chase what, one forever. What a time to be alive. Do you feel that way? There's so much. <laughs> There's so many options. The funny thing yeah. is, is I don't find myself lusting after new bikes and i haven't for the longest time what did you Aside just ride at the at the at the demo day and you're like i need this so that's the uh low rider s and i like okay i will say i love the pan america and i would buy one if i if i could i would buy one but i don't consider the low rider s like a new bike it's it, it just looks like an old you know it looks like an old Chevy muscle car kind of thing. Okay. It is a new bike, but it's like retro style. <laughs> Other than that, it's I like, I don't care much about the new Ducatis. Don't care much about what Yamaha's got going on. Royal Enfield has some cool bikes, but they're all like old classically styled bikes. That's why I think yeah. I'm happy right now. Is you want the, you want the old styling. I just, I just bike. even like seeing them out and about. I am, changing like mm -hmm. performance is now becoming a bigger a bigger dream in my viewscape but i don't know i feel like there's just a lot of options out there oh there's so many uh okay let's see who we got up next we've got dynasty, dynasty lord 84 my dream bike is actually the fireblade rrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
and it's frankly yeah. more competitive than probably the MotoGP motorcycle. <laughs> it's such a good looking bike. I love how deep the colors are on that bike. And when it's all done up and flashed and it is an animal, it's wild to ride. It is the only motorcycle when it was flashed that I never took to full throttle. <laughs> I never took that bike to full throttle. Um, it was terrifying how much power it made. It was yes. literally frightening. Um, yep. Oh my God. Is it fast? Josh, did you take it to full throttle? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, I went from like, I went from, from Cesar Chavez to 183 on Mopac in Bye. four seconds or so. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so fast, so fast. And it's got wings. It's got the little, it's got the arrow inside the fairings. I want to disregard my life like Josh. It's <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> I regard my life. <laughs> no, you said that the reason you're like, I just disregard my life less than you or you more than me. Yeah. I just don't have the same alarms that go off. You know, <laughs> like if I was thinking about it rationally, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that was dumb. But like, I can just hold it open and the alarms don't go off that are like, Hey, you got to stop. Uh, so last two here, let's go through them real quick so we can get to making fun of some motorcycles. Uh, tumbleweed dream bike at the moment is probably a triumph Thunderbird storm. I can't remember how I came across it, but it was instantly hooked on the aesthetic. That's 75% of the equation for me. So this is the dude right after Whitney's heart here, but yikes. I don't love the look <laughs> of that. I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beholder and all, but that's right. What are we talking about here? What is this? I don't know what this bike looks Triumph like. Triumph Thunderbird Storm. Um, I also don't like the name. It looks like if a old Rocket 3 and a... I was about to say it looked like a great uncle of the Rocket 3. It's like if a, if a Rocket 3 and a Vulcan 900 got busy in a... McDonald's uh, parking lot. No, I think it's got too Burger much. King. It's got too much like uh, Twin Peaks energy going on, or Coyote Ugly. Okay. Hmm. Okay. It's kind of like right. blacked out Harley Cruiser thing. Hmm. Better have better the two big bike. round headlights, like the old mm -hmm. Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting looking bike for sure. Uh, last up, Nexeron. My dream bike is the GSA, and sadly, it will stay my dream bike for a couple more decades. Yeah, I, I feel you. That is an expensive motorcycle. But tech features, capabilities, uh, trespass uh, on any territory in any country in the world. Um, he's getting a F750 GS next year. Not as good as the GSA, but it'll be a perfect fit for what you need. Honestly, you might like the 750 GS more than you give it credit for. Those little uh, adventure bikes can often be more capable than mm -hmm. the big ones. The big ones are behemoths. That one's trick. The GSA's trick, though, is the low-down boxer engine. And I think the, the, the Beamer people will take that to the grave, that that's what makes that bike great, even if it was a smaller displacement version of that engine. Without mm -hmm. that, that weight setup, it just doesn't have the same performance. It's just like a normal adventure bike without that. But I like a normal adventure bike over the boxer, which yeah, I still have to make an entire video about how the boxer is not technically a uh, opposed V twin. It's technically a parallel twin. So more on that later. But um, <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. They're not ready for it. 
But now it is time to goof on some motorcycles. So we are going to switch over to Discord and thumb through uh, and make fun of some motorcycles. So I'm going to present it's my It's time screen. to hurt some butts. It's time to hurt gentlemen. some feelings. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Go back to Discord and share. All right. So first off, we have Corgi with his KZEV, <laughs> and he—I I wonder if he included some of the pictures uh, later down because I know. Yeah, here we go. So this is it without the Kydex on there. You can see all the different cells and stuff on it. Um, he doesn't have the picture of the cell that exploded. Um, one of them caught fire while riding. Uh, I think while he was putting it together, and then you can see he just literally was like, "Okay, I need to hide the batteries." Kydex. I like how that looks. That's awesome. Just, just a straight flat side thing there. Um, the hub motor looks cool. I will say that. But I can definitely see how this thing would steer like ass. <laughs> and so here you can see all the like electronics in the tank. Kind of. It's cool that he just built this thing. Yeah. So cool. So cool how it has a gas tank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't hold gas, but. Like you, he could have just kydexed the whole thing. Yeah, I think, I think for the ingenuity here, we gotta it, like you get you get two thumbs up. But for the like safety and practicality of this thing, it's, you, you gotta wear your asbestos underwear if you're gonna sit on. This yeah, motorcycle. that's an that's an EV enthusiast ride right there. Where it's like the handling sucks. <laughs> it's all I spent a million years building it, but it's it's. A ripper. Mm -hmm. uh, so next up, we've got Johnny Mish, the Messiah. He's got this um, V85 TT, which uh, I think is pretty darn cool. I, I like these bikes. Cool. Yeah. Um, he's got it like all adventure spec'd out. And he's even got, a, or no, that's Sir Braps a lot. I know he's got pictures of it like in the mud. This dude treats it like a proper adventure bike. And I'm sure that just warms the Moto Guzzi people's heart to to see that getting just beat to crap. Because um, you, you gotta you gotta abuse an adventure bike. So just for the fact that he's using it like a proper ADV, definitely some points there. Yeah, I love but that. it is also just a V85. Oh come on, man! There, you're ready to hurt some butts. Look at you. <laughs> it's just a V85. I don't know. That's a pretty, you know, when a bad bike pops up. Yeah. We've raided bikes before and you go, Ooh, what? I'm sure we're going to see some here All in a right. bit. This is one of them. <laughs> this is a nice bike. No, that's a good bike. Yeah. So next up, we've got Sir Brapsalot with another dude who just rides the crap out of his ADV. He's got a Duke three or an, uh, a KTM 390 ADV and, you know, straight up commitment to the adventure bit. And I love to see it. Dude's out there riding in the snow and dropping it in ponds and stuff. Um, yeah, super cool. But again, yeah, it's also good. just a 390 oh. ADV. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a small ADV. But the Duke 390 is a lot of fun. This is probably just a little heavier. A little bit more like meat, meat to it. Me and Josh are the the bread between the the... It's just a blank sandwich. We're like, oh, but it's, 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 yeah, well, it's just a little cute baby guy. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm, <laughs> I like a little bit of yeah, you something, want, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want the, come on. Like, okay. So Toaster's here with his ego. This is before they made him light. So this is like a 630 pound <laughs> motorcycle. The reason I think this is cool is because Toaster is so far the only human being on planet Earth who I've talked to who was able to keep this in rain mode until he was ready for full power. So I will give him points for that. Um, and I mean, I do kind of like the Energica. The Energica is a really <laughs> sweet ride. Yeah, it looks cool. Did um, you like how it handled? So I rode the Ava Rebella. That thing handled like a freaking race bike. It was awesome. so the handling was beautiful on it. Um, plus, plus it's got a dog shot. in the pick. Yeah, yeah you get an extra five points if your your dog's in the pick. You want to see those RC cars rip? <laughs> probably probably faster up top than the ego. <laughs> uh, so Dasco, he's he's here living with just the the Suzuki. Uh, this is the TU two fifty X, which is it's what I did my. MSR test on. MSF? MSF. What the fuck is MSR? <laughs> <laughs> this is like maximum use out of minimum dollars spent. He's just trying to maximize every dollar. He's a practical sort of guy. That's what I'm getting from it, right? It's like Does it have a side stand? Or is it just a center stand? No, it's gonna have a side stand. It's got okay. it's gotta have a side stand. That's probably what this little guy is. Yeah, I think that's the a the bottom right looks leaned over. I don't think it's his first bike. Oh, it isn't? I don't think so. Oh, well then never mind. <laughs> I think Dax I think he's just like Dasco, no, where I, are you at? I just need a little bike. <laughs> yeah. Well what's cool about that is like you can change the styling, like the color of it so easy. Just take mm -hmm. that tank and a couple panels off and you can completely change it to a yellow bike or a blue bike with a rattle can. <laughs> I do think that just the gray is like it's it's literally like the gray man motorcycle. It just blends into the <laughs> the, the background. Um, so I'm going to skip over this Hoomer bike because I have no clue what it is. Uh, and I'm going to go to Jake Smith's 1979 XS650 yeah, heavily modified chopper. Yeah. Look wow. at this thing, man. What's on the gas tank? Whoa. What is on the gas tank? I need my binoculars. It looks airbrushed. Maybe I can zoom into it a little bit. It's Godzilla. <laughs> He's got Godzilla on the gas tank. He wins. Is, is he breathing electricity? Because that's what it looks like. Yeah, he's he, that's the the Godzilla uh, radioactive Godzilla? ray. Like he's got uh, radiation breath. And he just shoots laser beams. Mm -hmm. I learned something just now. How do you is not know? Godzilla? I've never seen Godzilla shooting electricity out of its mouth before. I've seen the old Japanese guy in a suit ones godzilla definitely has laser breath that's definitely a thing <laughs> but this is this, the so the xs650 is like the chopper platform. i was about to say i love i love a good modded 650 i love how you can't even see how you steer the thing like the, the clip-ons <laughs> disappear you can't see a handlebar you can't see anything i love that Wait, hold on. I got to see. Does he have Godzilla on the little fender back there? Yes, he does. He's got yeah. Godzilla on the fender. <laughs> God, that looks uncomfortable to ride. Oh, it looks terrible. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. sure it's hot. I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure it's slow as hell. 
Uh, your nuts get absolutely torched. Well, your nuts are cradled so gently by the frame right there. (laughs) (laughs) This is the the nut smusher 650 right here. Yeah, look at that right there. (laughs) Pull this photo back up. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. My testiculars hurt just thinking about that. Look at the chain. Look at how long the chain is on this bike. That's nuts. Chopper builds are so wild. Nice. You don't want any more than that. Uh, okay. What do we got here? Um, we've got a DR. Is this DR200 SM? I didn't know they made a DR200. It's probably a conversion. Okay. Nice. Yeah, they've got the DR two hundreds. Do they make them in SMs? No, I don't. I don't know if they're still making them right now. Actually, the two hundred, or if they do, it might be only off road, not dual sport anymore. Yeah, it's cute little uh, little farm bike. This one th- here, you go, Whitney. One for you. The new XSR. This is honestly, this blue is gorgeous. When I saw this blue, yes. this is this is a beautiful colorway for this bike. Look it at the has that, and tank. The, the first gen still sucks my nuts in a good way. This, I it, it still has the good shape. I I miss that silver tank. I love that silver tank so much. You don't that like blue, the blue? Is striking in person. It's you know, really I, really striking. I feel, it's based off of an old Grand Prix bike, right? The late 80s Grand Prix bike. Mm-hmm. I saw um, original, maybe Nick knows what bike that it was that they were like trying to squish it into. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I kind of hate that they went chasing after another bike that they used to have. Um, and they kept the colorway and stuff too, but it still has got the general, the general XSR lines, which I deeply appreciate. I feel like if you sorted out the tail end of this bike yeah. a little bit, like Josh had mentioned it earlier, how it's kind of club footed a little bit in yeah, the back. I could see that for sure. Um, it looks very muscly though. Yes. It's like very like a pit bull. Look, I, you know, I know you'll like this bike, but it kind of looks like <laughs> your Jixer fairings got scratched. So you took them off and you're just <laughs> running a street a super sport bike without fairings. And I mean, I don't love that. I don't love that about it. I think it's just the way the frame rides up on towards the front. It's a big mm-hmm. fat frame. That's true. They that went they went with a sport frame. bike frame and it doesn't it doesn't hide itself very no. well. Yeah. But that's kind of the the part of this bike. Like look at the bracket for the headlight. It has this like custom you put this together, but it's really unique and cool whole aesthetic about it. You know, now that you mention it, I really do see the like you dropped your jixer and pulled the fairings off. I, I see that. I definitely <laughs> I, and you did not get that with the first gen. You got yeah, a completely sure. different looking bike, so but it handled like butt butt, so Oh yeah. This this handles so well. I guess it's just a sacrifice. Yep. Uh oh boy, here we go. Okay, so is this the F Z one? That's a beamer. Let me let me open the 
No, this is the old Tracer 9 GT. So, um, have you ridden a Tracer 9? I have not ridden a Tracer 9. I thought it was fine. Like, I don't even rem- really remember that much from riding it. So, this is the one that's on the old frame. You can see the old yes. MT09 frame there. The new one, I bet, is probably pretty fun. But I also bet it probably is just a little bit because it's so like big and burly. It's probably not as playful. I rode it in between an MT10 and an MT09 SP. So, when did you ride that? At Champ School. Was it a Tracer 9 or was it the FC1? It was a Tracer. It was 9. the demo. Yeah, it was a Tracer. It was the demos. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, no, I I want to ride one, um, but I always hear from people that the FZ one is where it's at. Hmm. Yeah, we know. have we have one in our used lot right now, and it's lowered, and it drives me crazy. Every time I move the thing around, it won't go to full lock without rubbing like things on plastic, whether it's clutch oh, wow. cable and stuff like that. It's so annoying. And at that uh, point, just get platform shoes. Yeah. Yeah. run around high salt. heels yeah <laughs> all right let's do uh let's see here i'm gonna scroll through a couple and see if we can't find here we go this will be a good one to round things out on because we're at 100 and, or we're at an hour five <laughs> we're at 104 years <laughs> 104 years so this is shit bike sportster he's got a uh let's see if i can identify this beast it's carbomerated. Oh, I love um, that. Uh, is that the points cover? Yeah. Uh, or uh, Oh, shit. What is that? I think that is the points cover. Um, oh, fuel bottle cool. on it. Uh, this looks like a 90s chopper or 90s sportster. Maybe, maybe like 2001. Um, very, uh, very early model with the 1200s. That's cool. I like that. I bet this thing rides like ass. <laughs> like, look at the rear tire that this dude has on here. Look at that. Totally square. I um, mean, yeah. <laughs> right? Don't, I mean, you're just riding in a big line down the highway. Yeah, I wouldn't take this on the highway. With a, with a Sportster that raked out, I wonder, I, honestly, I wonder how it does ride. That's got to make it more stable on the highway, right? The long wheelbase? Maybe. Yeah, I haven't uh, read one either, but I'd like to. I'd like a, an old pan head or something, like something crazy old with like crazy raked out front. I think that'd be a fun ride. Ship bike sportster. Okay. Um, I love how right here he's got the slash cut pipe for the front, and then he's got a straight cut pipe for the back. <laughs> so... It's like the more you look at it. Wait a second. What? The chain's on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, the ch- is that how Harleys are? Do they just have do the do the old? Sp- I gotta okay. I gotta Google this now. Harley. Welcome to the Google Sportster Corner. Twelve hundred. Is the belt just on the wrong side? I want to know yeah. if they ride with a passenger on that bike. Because it looks like there's a passenger seat and the bar for a passenger. Well, so he's got the heat shield on the pipe. So it's probably for, to keep somebody from torching their leg on it. 
two up on that thing? Wow. Yeah, baby. Brave. Time to go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those things where you roll up and you're like, man, I'm surprised that thing even runs. <laughs> it's got tasteful grit. It does have tasteful grit. Tasteful grit. Oh, yeah, totally. It looks just really nice. No front brake, though. Total death trap. Don't need it. <laughs> Don't need it where he's going. You need like a club mounted on the side or something. You know, really yeah. Mad Max it out, kind of like a, a big baseball bat with like spikes and stuff so you can smash things while you ride. I think these, I, the more I see choppers, I'm like, I could build one and, and have some fun with it. Oh, you could. I think, I think a chopper would be a lot of fun to put I together. I think so too. Yeah. It's going to happen. They're, they're a very weird aesthetic, but I like would, them. Would you go with a Sportster engine? Yeah. yeah I'm, I would do a Sportster for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think with that, guys, we are now at 68 minutes. We are going to call this episode of the podcast. We will bring back some of these other bikes that people have submitted and continue to roast them later on. Uh, if you want to get in and enjoy any of this stuff, see these live. If you're still listening here at the end, uh, all of that information is going to be down in the description below. You join the Patreon. That's how you can see these live uh, and participate, win some stuff. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to say before we call it a day? Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, get out of here. <laughs> How many how many rants did we have to shelf? Oh, we we, we definitely like three. There were definitely we a couple of tangent rants. Time. Yeah, we had Harley on the brain today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Goddamn Harley brain! <laughs> shit, <laughs> makes me have to shit. And with that, <laughs> oh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna call it a night. Thanks for tuning in.